Hey, what is going on, everybody? Howie Spangler here. This is Tales from the Green Room, episode number 141. How are you? How's it going? Thanks for tuning in. I've got my Ninja Turtles mug, per usual. Filled with uh, lukewarm coffee. Now, I want to get one of those mugs that uh, that keeps it hot for hours. I think that'd be the move. Um, what is up, man? I'm uh, I'm good. I am getting back to work. Things are opening. What a wild time this has been, man. But I'm putting all that behind me, you know? It is behind us, right? Um, <clears throat> so I wanted to talk about, uh, I haven't done anything. I haven't talked about Red Rocks. I haven't talked about the tour uh, that I just did with Brandon Hardesty and my brother, Donald Spangler. Um, you know, we got shows coming up. I sold some merch, like just so much has been happening. Um, you know, this has been like the busiest year of my life. I'd say I like, I don't know, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like when touring does start up again, like for real, and we're at it, like there's a lot of boring days on the road. As much as I want to get back to it, there's a lot of like boring, you know, like I'm not looking forward to that. There's certain things about touring that I, that I do not miss at all. And, um, I'm, I'd like to think that I'm going to try to be better about, uh, keeping myself occupied. Um, you know, like hitting the gym and just being, you know, not so lazy on the road. Um, maybe finding things to do, find a cool coffee shop, something, you know, it's, it's tough because, um, it's sometimes you play venues that there's nothing around, you know? Um, or like we played, we played like downtown areas where like the, the whole downtown dies at like five o'clock. Um, and there's just nothing to do. Then you're like, ah, DoorDash, you know, I don't know. Um, I'm just rambling. Okay. So yeah, man, I wanted to talk about, uh, about Red Rocks and that tour. Um, what a crazy, like rad time that was like, I felt like, um, I felt like the day that the day that we played Red Rocks, which was Friday, May 14th. I swear it was the day that live music returned. And I might be saying that or feeling that way because like I was there, I was part of it. I was part of, uh, you know, they only put, I think, 2,500 people in, in Red Rocks. So it was about a quarter of the capacity there. Um, but it looked great and man, I can't imagine it was like, you know, 9,000 or 10, whatever it is normally. Um, cause it looked great, but I feel like, um, we were definitely like a part of music returning. Um, and for, you know, for those that don't know, like Red Rocks is, um, is like the Holy grail for a lot of artists. And certainly been on our radar for years. And I remember I, I made a post about this, but like, you know, my brother and I used to watch um, 311 home videos and Lars to show detail uh, back in the late 90s. And one, there's a clip of them. There's some live stuff from them of them playing at Red Rocks. And I didn't know what it was at the time. I was only like 15 or 16. And uh, just look, you know, to me, it looked like kind of like a normal show and you could just kind of see people stacked up in rows and I didn't know anything about it. And then they said, uh, I think Nick Hexum was on there saying, you know, we, we came here just to check it out one time on the way to LA when they were trying to get their record deal. And they said, uh, 
he just looked around. He's like, you know, one day we're going to fucking rock this place. And that always stuck with me. Um, and then I saw like Incubus played there. They did their Alive at Red Rocks DVD, which was rad. Um, and I just started seeing like a, a ton of bands uh, would, would go through there. And it was such a cool experience. Um, and then over the years, especially like the last 10 years or so, the all the, you know, big bands in our genre, the, the American reggae rock scene, um, so many bands play there and it's uh they get this if these if you sell it out you get this award uh uh, it's pretty cool so um and the place is beautiful man it's gorgeous it's wild you can see like denver in the background when you go to the very top and like like if you're looking down on the stage um it's really neat so it was pretty wild it's like uh we we get there and you have to go to the trading post and uh, meet up with one of the security guards. And we gave uh, gave our merch to the merch guy. Just happened to catch him. He was he was loading he was loading the truck with merch and he was about to leave. And uh, I I just happened to catch up with him. Say, hey man, what's up? He's introduced himself as Kenny, and uh, he's very nice and helpful. And uh, so I, I gave him our merch, and he he took it up the, the hill there and uh up the mountain i should say um so that took care of that um and then we had to get a shuttle and get our gear and throw it in the shuttle and then cruise up the mountain uh to the uh the backstage like loading area and um it was uh it was really cool it was they have like uh there's like when you get in there there's like posters and big prints, large prints of um, artists that have played there over the decades. And I mean, everyone's played there. You know, it was like Willie Nelson and, uh, you know, to, to Slightly Stupid. And it's, uh, it's it was really cool to see, to see that. Um, and they've got it, they, they just have a cool, like a lot of cool decor and like the whole the green room area the whole backstage area is like built into the mountain so like the walls the walls are the rock you know uh that was really neat and um uh they we were able to get um lunch when we got there which is cool they had some catering set up so we got to chill out and then you know we run into you know the expendables and uh, the movement guys and um got to meet denim again i met him last year at, at one love um right before everything went to shit met him for like you know 10 seconds when he was walking by uh but i got to show, chill with him a lot that day which was cool got to catch up with some with christian and, and his manager and, and just just old friends you know so it's always cool like playing events like that that we, we always get to catch up and hang with uh with friends you know um so then we uh i guess some rain came or some some lightning or something and um the uh they had a whole production um so like sound checks and stuff so and I knew this was going to happen too. Like I, I had a feeling that that we would, you know, we were, it was me and Donald and Brandon, and we were the opening act. And the opening act always gets shafted on time. And I knew that day would be no different. It was Red Rocks. It's a very special event. I knew that the the two co headliners, the Movement Expendables, were going to take a little extra time to make sure that things were were good. Um, I totally got that. It was not my first rodeo. You know, and so uh, sure enough, some I guess some lightningers or thunder was happening in the distance. And if I think if I heard something like if there's like thunder or lightning within like a two mile radius, they, they just shut everything down. Understandable. Um, so what ended up what ended up happening was um, Denim got the super fast check. They like ran through half a song after they got their like their ears and stuff checked. And then we're standing, we just had to like, stand there at the ready with our guitars and drumsticks and 
as soon as they're done, like they're, you know, we're up there when they're pulling their stuff off stage. And at this point, you know, doors are supposed to be at six o'clock and it was like 6.15. And so they halted doors. Um, and I had looked out and there was a line of people down the stairs there coming up and I was just kind of standing there waiting. Um, so, but we, we were thankful to get some sort of, you know, line check. I'm glad that they pushed the doors a little bit. Um, but the thing was that they were going to move doors, but they, they didn't move our start time. So by the time we got everything dialed and it still wasn't fully correct, I played the whole set kind of like it was a, just a mess in my head. I couldn't hear everything and just trying to, you know, just had to make it through it. Um, by the time we got done the sound check, uh, it was 624 and our set was at 630. So we had six minutes for as many people to get inside and down to the stage as possible and then also six minutes to, you know, take a breather, run upstairs, go pee, grab another beer, you know, get psyched up, whatever it is. Six minutes. And again, if this was like our first time, this would have been, you know, super anxiety ridden. Um, not to say that there wasn't a little bit of anxiety there. You know, we were just like, because it was it was our first time at Red Rocks. So we wanted to make sure that we can't correct and it wasn't going to be just a total shit show for the first time ever. And so, um, yeah, we ended up, uh, Donald and I ran upstairs, got beers, came back down, threw the guitars on. Um, and yeah, we just walked out there at six thirty, six twenty nine probably. Um, and to get, you know, to get our, get plugged in and all that. And, uh, it was awesome. It was awesome. You know, it, there wasn't a whole, there weren't a whole lot of people there yet. Um, there were still people, you know, filing in. It takes a while to get. I mean, it's a big place, you know. But the Bally Hooligans, the Uglies Nation, all came through. You know, they they came running down. The support was there. I'm looking out. I'm seeing Ballyhoo shirts, Ugly shirts. Uh, I heard there were like flags in the parking lot. Um, you know just it was just rad to see to see all the support and the love you know because everybody knew it was our first time and we were all looking very forward to it very much um so uh yeah so we we you know we had originally they were going to give us so what happened was brandon and i uh we were booking this tour and the 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 whole thing that started it was we got invited to play this private party in the Denver area on that Saturday, the 15th. And I was, I, I asked my management and an agent to, to work a little run around that. And then Brandon came to me. He's like, yo, why don't we go to Texas before that? And we'll just make a whole like two week thing. I was like, all right, cool. And I had planned to bring Donald out, uh, for the, for the Colorado run. And we just worked out this thing where, um, I created, a I created bass tracks here in the stooge. And, um, basically like because me and donald played before and he plays with a kit he doesn't he doesn't like playing on the cajon um he likes playing on a full kit and i totally get that so in order to sort of like make that feel better at like a in a show setting because what happens is you've got acoustic guitar and you've got a drum kit and to me you need to fill out the middle you know if, if if it's acoustic guitar and like a like a a djembe or um, <clears throat> a cajon or something that makes more sense. But if you're going to have a drum kit, I think you need to have bass. I think it just feels better. So busted my ass and I, I made like 40 bass tracks of like all these different songs of ours. Um, and that's what we were going to do our tour on. And it's cool too. Cause now like we can do more shows together. Uh, like when we play locally, like Sunday, we're going to be here at, at Coakley's and Havity Grace and just play, uh, play for a couple hours. So that's going to be fun, you know, with the family and everything. Um, so anyway, got that all worked out. And so what happened was we were going to play a spot in Denver that Friday. And then 
suddenly this show, the Red Rock show started coming together really quickly. Um, <clears throat> and the prom- it was the same promoter. So it was kind of a serendipitous thing where we were in the right place at the right time. And uh, that's, that's, that's another thing where I, this can be a whole different podcast, but, but I believe that like, uh, you know, it's, you got, it, it really is all who, you know, man, it really is like, I, I hate to say that, but like, yeah, the music's got to be good and all that. And you got to be tight and you got to be, you got to learn things and have, get some experience. But like part of that process is creating luck, creating your own luck. Not so much just being lucky, but like creating luck. So like, and what I mean by that is like, um, uh, you know, go, having years on the road, years of experience of, of releasing music and touring, but then networking and meeting people um, and aligning yourself with the right personnel getting the right team behind you with relationships relationships are everything especially in the music industry and i imagine in just about any industry relationships are super important um and so this time around we just happened to have those relationships that we needed and that was the result of years of trial and error and making mistakes and, and learning who's who and <clears throat> and sort of becoming friends with people and, you know, uh, that alongside putting out songs consistently and, and good songs consistently that, that stream well and uh, you know, doing the things that we've done over the years. So, so, yes, you still need to put in the work, but part of that work is the networking process and aligning yourself and putting yourself in the right place. So we're at the right place, the right time. And the promoter was like, well, I don't want to cannibalize my own show. I knew that our show was going to get destroyed by a red rocks play, especially because it's with all, you know, the bands in our genre, like it was easily going to get eaten up. So luckily I'm grateful that the promoter thought to combine the shows that's how we got on Red Rocks. And I'll admit that it wasn't the way that I would have liked to get into Red Rocks. I wanted to do it with the full band, you know? That's what we've been working for this whole time, to do shows like that. But I was very happy to take it, you know, take the offer and do the show. Uh, that said, we used it as fuel and, you know, to make it happen like as soon as possible to get the band in there. So I think 2022 is looking really good for, for Ballyhoo at Red Rocks, full band rock show. Uh, more as that develops. Um, so yeah, that's how we got on Red Rocks. And um, <clears throat> it turned out great. You know, we we were supposed to play. They told us in order for us to, to do the show, that Brandon and I were going to have to combine our sets. Basically, we're, we get a 20-minute set and we'd be sharing the set. And that was strange. I've, we've never had to do that before. So, <clears throat> you know, when you think about it, first you're going to do, you're going to go, okay, you play a song and then we'll play a song and then you play a song. And to me, that's that sounded ridiculous. That seemed really silly. So... I thought, okay, what if, what if we learn each other's songs and we just play together and we'll do two of yours, two of ours, right? <clears throat> that suddenly it just, my mind was like, boom, yes, that's it right there. I'll make bass tracks for these bump and ugly songs. I've already got bass tracks for the Ballyhoo tracks, Ballyhoo songs. We'll just learn your shit. You learn ours. And then we'll put it together. So what was great was that I think Brandon was a little hesitant at first. He was a little weirded out by it because he doesn't play to tracks. They don't play to a click or anything. And we've been playing to a click for years. Um, And uh, I totally respect it. But I was like, bro, like, I think we'd be missing out on a really cool opportunity here to do something different. Because like all the other bands on the on the bill are going to be full band ripping, right? And while we're acoustic, 
like we can still put on like a full band show and the there was no budget to bring a bass player out so um next best thing let's use these bass tracks no one's gonna know no one's gonna care i definitely feel like we're at a point where uh you know people don't really care too much about tracks so much as long as you know as long as they're not like overbearing in the mix and you know they're there for more, more supplemental stuff and people didn't even notice and I, I even like to make light of you know the bass player which is just this Roland SPD-SX that Donald hits he'll just trigger for each song with his drumstick um, they're just wave files you know with a click track on the right the, 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 the crowd can't hear the click track but the, the bass track is like pan to the left a little bit <clears throat> and that comes out front and that's what they hear so it sounds like there's a bass player on stage and i like to make light of it and just say oh yeah the bass player is killing it tonight never missed a, never missed a note you know um side note i told nick that yesterday we had band practice and he <laughs> donald queued up one of the tracks and it came up he's like what's that it was like renegade or something <clears throat> Donald's like, oh, that's that's your baseline, motherfucker. <laughs> Nick's like, yo, you need to pay me for that shit, bro. This is for your shows. <laughs> so I thought that was great. Um, yeah, so I, I used a lot of Nick's baselines. I used some of JR's baselines on, uh, you know, from the old shit because I have all that stuff. I have all the stems, you know. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, did that and um that was fun um so yeah it was great we came out and and we had we had two days we had two days to work this out um and don and i have been playing at clicks for for years like i said but brandon didn't and brandon didn't have he didn't have his molds with him uh for his in-ears right so uh he's just playing to a wedge so that means he's he's not hearing the click only donald and i are hearing the click right so the first like sound check from like it was so we played red rocks friday that that wednesday we we did it the first time with brandon and you know we're doing a sound check and brandon is depending on us to cue him in because some of the parts some of the songs start right at the top and he can't hear the click he doesn't know when it's gonna start right meanwhile we're just like playing we're just doing what we do here's the click and we're just start playing and he's looking at us like bro fucking say something you know and so we had to get used to that i had to keep you know keep telling don like make sure you're like hitting the hats or something or you know or i'll i'll fucking mouth it like count out loud uh to to so he knows when to start you know and it also kind of you know if i if i'm on the side going one two three four and like or whatever it's still it's fine it's bands do that all the time one two three four i mean the fucking beatles did that shit on uh uh sar standing there right um but like so we had to get used to that um but i mean it was almost instant man as far once we got into the song brandon handled it just fine um he just he's just like he's like i'm just listening to the drummer at this point you know and then me helping him along like kind of uh playing the guitar as well accompanying um that helped as well i think but so we did sound check and i think we did it a few songs that night as well in Greeley. Greeley, colorado was nuts by the way uh that was a great great show i I should talk about those shows after this but um so we got through those those two shows we did sound checks we we did we did nothing but those we ended up playing six songs they actually gave us a half hour at red rock so we ended up doing six well i did seven songs but um there were six songs that we did to a track and uh or no, I think. No, five songs to a track, and then we played Walk Away just kind of raw without a bass because it sounded cool like that. Um, and once we got to Red Rocks, I mean, it just felt like natural, you know? It felt good. Um, and yeah, so we did that. I'm really glad that worked out. I'm really glad glad Brandon was down to to, to jump on that with us um, because I feel like it just would have been weird, like just okay you play a song now i'll play a song it just was silly let's make something cool let's make a a different experience that you know people may not ever see again you know we may not ever do that again um and we did it that week in colorado and at red rocks so 
it was it was very cool um yeah it was uh it was amazing we were able to bring the uh the ladies out and just you know made a weekend out of it um the next night we played this party that that private party and it was the most well-produced backyard party i've ever been to um full stage pa lights <laughs> in this couple's backyard and uh it was it was i mean there was merch set up like all the bands had merch tents there was food i think chiba hut put down the food chiba hut's amazing btw um get chiba hut when you're out in colorado um i mean the pl- the backyard was packed i mean it was it was great there was endless booze uh i took advantage of that um it was just fun man it's just a great weekend um it was it was nice to be back out like brandon and i went started started in texas austin was the only weird one austin was very tight about the uh the guidelines the covid stuff um they didn't want you to get up and form a line we couldn't really have a proper merch set up um it was they were the most kind of uptight about it um and the door the the venue's like a half like outdoor it's like an indoor outdoor kind of venue um but you know we respected it whatever i'm fine to wear a mask when i need to things like that that's not the problem or anything um but they were definitely the 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 toughest on it um the next night in san antonio uh was totally different San Antonio had tables, but they also had an open floor. People just getting up like a dance floor, just in the front there. It's like, all right, whatever. Um, I'm fully vaccinated. I can give a fuck. You know, I, was, I just went out there and I just played the shows, you know, got out there and talked to people, whatever, man. I'm, I'm trying to get back to normal. I, th- I feel like if you get vaccinated, get get out there, take the mask off and get out there, you know, wear the mask when it's required. But other than that, just let's let's fucking move forward. Let's Let's get this going, man. That is not a political statement. I just fucking let's let's stop being held up. Let's get this over with. Let's go 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 go. Um, I want to get back to work, you know. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah. So we did that, and then we did um, the next night was in Houston, and Houston was fucking crazy. I didn't expect Houston to turn out the way it did. Um, people were, I mean, people were just like drunk. It was man it was crazy people were just drunk falling over this 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 lady had to be carried out um i mentioned one thing about shots on stage and then i had like cups of jameson just just all over the stage (laughs) uh not a machine people like what, what, what what are we doing here uh so that was a lot of fun oh and and in we played a warehouse live and in the big room uh, was winger and great white and i got to catch some of that show and it was a lot of fun it was cool man they, they had a good time i was kind of in and out uh seeing how our show was going and stuff and getting ready for that but um yeah it, it was great it was fun man and nobody's wearing masks in there just an 80s rock show um and then uh Let's see, that was Friday. And then Saturday, oh, we went to Corpus Christi. That was sold out. Corpus Christi was sold out. I think San Antonio was sold out as well. Um, Corpus Christi was sold out ahead of time. And we love playing at House of Rock. It's a really cool, just really vibey venue. Just crowds are crowds are next level there. Um, and let's see. Oh, dude, yeah, they were definitely like Corpus Christi was probably the loudest out of Texas. They sang every fucking song, dude. Every song full blast, top of their lungs, bottom of their hearts, you know what I mean? Like just it was it was so much love. I couldn't believe it, man. Um sold a ton of merch. It felt great, man. It felt great. And then uh, we got up the next morning and drove to Dallas. 
um, dropped off the rental car at the airport. And then our buddy Corey came and picked us up. And uh, we went straight to the venue, got loaded in there. That was sold out. Dallas Gas Monkey. Thank you, guys. Um, Great food there. Uh, Staff was awesome. Um, A beautiful Sunday night. I mean, the weather was incredible. Um, So we had a great show. And, uh, and then the next day we had, we had two days off Monday, Tuesday. And, uh, that was, um, well, I was, so we were hanging out with Corey and we ended up going to, <laughs> we ended up going to the winger great white show again, uh, this time as patrons, um, drinking in the crowd. And it was, it was an outdoor venue. It was thunderstorming. The weather was shitty. The, like, I'm so glad we had the, the gorgeous weather the, the day before in Dallas, but, um, the weather was shitty. It was thunderstorming. It was kind of cold. Uh, it was like an outdoor venue. And like there was just enough cover uh, to, you know, to keep most of the crowd. Uh, but we would kind of run inside uh, when it got too crazy. Um, and then, yeah, man, Great White. Great White's great. Great White is was really good. The singer uh, still crushes. Um, his voice still sounds great. Um the guitar player shreds just a, just a good fun band and i was like recognizing a lot of songs from when i was a kid so that was cool um uh yeah jack russell's great white uh and then kip kip winger and winger came out and uh they did a great job too and um they did play 17 i thought that would be uh a cancelable cancelable offense these days, but they, they played it and everybody loved it. Um, uh, yeah, I, I met some rock stars. I met some like eighties rock stars. That was kind of cool. They were just in the crowd. Like we we're in the sort of the VIP area somehow. Um, I met the singer of, uh, uh, Jefferson starship. Is that right? Did I say that right? Um, different singer from where, from who she was in the eighties, but, met her and got a picture with her somehow um yeah it was cool it was it was a good night um and then the next day tuesday we uh <laughs> so tuesday we're, we're, we get to the airport <clears throat> we get to the airport and um everything's cool and then Br- brandon and i get like i just scanned my boarding pass to get to to self print my uh stickers my labels for my bags right southwest and i printed out and brandon was like waiting in line because he didn't have the app yet and i was like yo just get the app come on over here he gets the app does his thing comes on over and then it's like we go to scan the boarding pass and print his stuff and it's like oh your flight's been canceled i was like what so went over to a different kiosk self kiosk did it again flight's been canceled what and then i get an email it's like yeah your flight's been canceled you're gonna need to rebook i was like oh okay that's never happened before there was all this weather there was a big storm going on between there i guess dallas and denver where we were headed um and i guess denver was getting a lot of snow as well at that point um and so it's like uh uh, it said what did it say um yeah, your flight's been... Oh, oh, it's like... Uh, oh, I'm glad I didn't put my bags on the thing because I don't know if I would have... I don't know if I'd have found them, right? Like, who knows what would have happened, but... So I still have my bags with me and it wouldn't let me do anything else because I'd already checked my bags. It's like, fuck, man. So uh, I had to find another flight. Um, We got another flight and then when we get to the gate... It's like, oh, your flight's been delayed. The new flight has been delayed. Like, okay. So at this point, I put, I brought out the laptop. I'm working on a mix. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm drinking Coronas at the airport at the bar and just uh, working on stuff. And um, then another email, another notification. Your flight's delayed. Flight, it got delayed like three or four times. So like four hours later, we finally get on the plane I met Jack Russell, by the way. I look over and I see Jack Russell from Great White. 
walking over to the bar and he sits down. I'm like, oh, I felt like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go introduce myself and say hello and try not to be a creep or anything. And conveniently had just finished one of my beers. Excuse me, I'm burping. Uh, and so I needed to get a refill, right? So I walk over there. I was like, hey, man, can I get another Corona, please? He's like, yeah, sure. And I just look over and he's like, he's like watching someone's phone. So I didn't want to be weird, but he, he looked up at me. I was like, hey, man, what's going on? You know, just, just, I was like, he's like, hey, how are you? I was like, uh, I was like, good, man. I just want to say I caught the show last night and Friday, actually. Uh, my band's been on tour and we just happened to play the same room the other night. I, I checked you guys out. It was great. And then I was hanging with a friend. We ended, ended up going to the show last night, blah, 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 blah. I was like, yo, it was great, man. It was, it was really fun to see you guys out there rocking. And he's like, oh, thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. He was very appreciative, very nice. Shook my hand. He's he, he asked my name. Um, he was like, "That's what we're trying to do, man. We're just trying to pass this shit down to the to the next generation." It's just it's good to see you. You know, hear that you're out there doing your thing as well. I was like, "Yeah, thanks, man." Uh, we talked for I don't know, a couple minutes, and I was like, "All right, man. Well, dude, take care of yourself." Uh, you know, shook his hand. Said, "Keep rocking, man. Have, have fun out there." And he's like, "Yeah, you, you do the same." You know, it was just it was just cool. You know. It was neat. I, I saw this guy on MTV when I was a kid, you know, once bitten, twice shy. And here I am talking to him at the airport. It was just cool. Um, finally, the, the, we get the notification. Ah, your shit's boarding. Awesome. So we finally get out. On the way out, give Jack a high five. Take it easy. Take care of yourself, man. He's like, hey, you too, Howie. Thanks so much. You remember my name. Thought that was cool. I have a, I have a hard time remembering people's names. So I thought that was neat. Um, get on the flight. We go to Houston for a connection. We get to Houston and they canceled our flight. <laughs> they canceled our connection flight to Denver. It's like, son of a bitch. No, 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 no. Back up. It wasn't canceled. We got there late. We got there 15 minutes after the flight left. That's what happened. Our flight, our flight to Denver was already on the way before we got there. So we missed the flight. So they rebooked us. The, the next flight was in the morning. So it was only like a couple hour flight. So we just left at like 10 a.m. or 10.20 or something. Um, but I found a hotel near the airport, went to the hotel, just we had to find our bag. They had to go sifting and find our bags because I wasn't leaving them at the airport. I was like, I want to, I want my bags right now. So they got our bags. Went to the hotel, had a cheeseburger, and went to bed. <laughs> the next morning, we get up, uh, you know, at like seven, and was it six or seven? Anyway, get to the airport, do it all over again. Finally get to Denver. Got to get there. It's just a long day, man. When you got to when you got to travel like that, and you got a show like that night, you know. We try to. I try to fly the day before. That's why we did that, and we flew the day before so we could avoid any of those problems. Because you never know when your flight's going to get delayed or canceled or whatever. So we uh, got the got to the airport, did the thing, got to Denver, get, get the get the van. And finally make our way to our buddy's house. And uh, this dude, Mike, took really good care of us that week. His wife was very nice to let us say that they have a very nice house. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And then we started the, started the, the Colorado run in Greeley. And that was crazy. I, I guess it's a college town or something. And it smells like chicken shit there. I know that sounds awful to say, but it's fucking true. And I think the whole town knows it. And it was fine when we got there. And I'd heard rumors and I was like, oh, this is fine. We're, we're loading out that night and outside immediately, just ugh, thick, just chicken shit. I guess there's a big farm or it's, it's off farmland or something. And it was just, it was terrible. Um, luckily, we only smelled that for about 10 minutes. We got out of there. The show went really well. It was sold out. It was awesome. Um, everybody's singing. Uh, the next night, we were in uh, Pueblo. Pueblo sold out as well. Uh, crazy show. Um, thank you, Pueblo. Bruce Alehouse. 
good beers, good food. Um, did that. And the next day was Red Rocks, which we already talked about. Amazing. Great time. Um, the next night, Saturday, was the party in uh, Littleton. And just super fun. I it felt I was very relaxed. Got to do the show and then got to chill and hang out. Um, met up with uh, Kyle Smith, finally. Uh, that dude's been crushing all over the country. So that's, that's been cool to... It was cool to catch up with him for a little bit. Caught up with the Cashed Out guys. Love Greg and those guys, man. I've known Greg for over 10 years. and uh, Just a good dude, and I'm so happy to see them. Um, just killing it, you know. Those guys are going to do some big shit. Trust me. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Sunday we drove, got up and drove to uh, Casper, Wyoming. And I got to tell you, man, as soon as we got over the line, because you know the the uh, the announcement had been made by the CDC about the we don't if you're vaccinated you don't have to wear a mask anymore, and um, so we're still you know but it's left to the businesses and and the states right so like we're still not sure so I always have my mask in my pocket and so like we we crossed the line into Wyoming and we had to hit this truck stop get some gas whatever that ice cream bar that was nice I made my own ice cream. Uh, dude, you walk in, no one's wearing masks and immediately read the room, took the mask off and yeah, did what we did. You know, it's just the whole, it was, it was like a different world. You know, I, 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 I imagine they never did wear masks <laughs> in Wyoming. Um, but, uh, so yeah, cruised out to the show and, uh, my brother and I got some food at the bar across the street. I did have the uh, the worst, one of the worst burritos I've ever had at this spot. I can't remember the name of the place, but it was in Casper, Wyoming. Um, sorry, guys. It was really bad. Just, it's, I've had that type of burrito, burrito before where it's like, there's just no flavor. It's like the beans and the rice and the chicken and, you know, the cheese and, you know, some sauce. It's just no flavor. It's bland. It was like, okay, well, this is food you know sustenance um so yeah whatever anyway walk across the street get ready for the show brandon goes on first uh the crowd's loving it we get on and the place is packed i couldn't believe it you know um just this long haul and uh well the hall on ash that's what it's called um and the place was packed out and everybody's singing and having a great time. I posted a video on uh, my Instagram the next day. But like, yeah, it was awesome. It was a great way to kind of cap off because we were sort of like over it because we'd just done Red Rocks and then we've done this like really killer backyard party. And then it was a Sunday. We didn't feel like driving. Like it was a four hour drive from Denver. And we were like, man, we're going to play this fucking show in Casper. Ugh, okay. You know, we're just tired. You know, it was two weeks of just driving ourselves and being you know doing it you know and i'm not conditioned for the road anymore i'll tell you that dude it was a little little uh exhausting um but dude no we got there and it was great it was a great way to cap off the the whole tour you know um got up the next morning we, we drove like two hours that night to cheyenne got a hotel and then i finished the drive the next day it was like an hour and a half um two hours something like that to uh back to denver drop off the rental you know just it was the you, you do the thing drop off the rental take the shuttle get back on the airplane got home that night you know around midnight or so and uh that was the run it was great it was it was good to be out it was awesome i'm so glad that uh me and brandon were able to do that i was so glad that donald got to come out and, and play with us uh what a what a great time and and music live music is back man it's, this is all we've been wanting we've been asking for this and now it's back uh which leads me now to this week this week baby uh we've got we're shooting a video today we did band rehearsal last night at donald's house and we got our new guitar player sebastian uh and i tell you what man he's very well very well rehearsed it was very easy it felt like I, I felt like we just, I wanted to keep playing last night. And usually band practice kind of gets boring for me sometimes. And I just want to keep playing. It just felt great. It was very, it just so smooth. And it just felt so easy to play those songs. And I can't wait for this week. Uh, we got a video shoot today. 
Um, we're going to shoot a video for the new song, Middle Finger, which you can pre-save and pre-order right now on all the platforms. Uh, if you go to my, go to the band's Instagram or my Instagram, you'll see the link there. Uh, pre-save Middle Finger right now at Spotify. Uh, it helps the band immensely uh, for, for day one streams and day one looks to get that algorithm uh, working, engage that shit. And um, hopefully we'll, you know, you guys, <clears throat> hopefully you guys listening and engaging with the song will will uh, get us on some playlists or something. Um, but I think the song is a banger. It's going to be great. I think you guys are going to love it. It's it's fun. It's it's just it's a song about just like you know when you feel like shit's getting crazy, you know, do what you want, do you like just turn it up. And whether and whether your version of turning it up is being extra loud, just being extra, you know, and just saying fuck off and just doing your thing and and going harder, there's that or if your version of turning up is the opposite just be like all right fuck this i quit for today i'm done i don't need to you know i'm just gonna go watch a movie or you know whatever netflix and have a beer that's cool too you know but that's what it's about um and so it's i think it's gonna be a great summer song man the vibe is right on this one um so we're doing the video shoot for that today we're gonna smash the fuck out of a copier we found a copier on uh craigslist big one one of those big office like joints man and we got that it's in the back of nick's car and we're gonna unload that in a couple hours and beat the shit out of it in a field near my house with baseball bats in slow motion <laughs> um and then uh finish the shoot at harford sound we're gonna run over to their uh their and use their office space um we're doing an office space theme for the video it's about like just you know saying fuck work and and I want things to escalate throughout. So we'll see how it goes. But, um, you know, small budget here. Uh, and then tomorrow we're going to be at the Crazy Tuna in Essex, Maryland. Never played there before. Never been there before. Um, but it's on the water. The, the weather's going to be gorgeous. And so come out for that. It'll be our first show back. Uh, you, you don't want to miss it. And then Friday night we'll be in Solomon's Island at Tiki Bar. And we're going to play the new song for sure. We got a couple new songs that we're going to play, actually, you know, from from the last few releases. So look forward to that. Um, the weather, uh, the weather's looking kind of kind of weird on Friday. It's an outdoor show and it looks like it might be raining. <laughs> but uh, we'll keep an eye on that. I hope I hope to still see people out. Um, and then Saturday, I got a private party in Manassas, Virginia. It's going to be me, Brandon Hardesty and Nate from Ayaterra doing acoustic sets so um i'm not sure if there's tickets still available it's a it's a not so private event um so like if you know where to go you can probably get the tickets um and then sunday uh yeah right here right here in Havity grace we'll be uh at, at coakley's in the yard me and, me and my brother playing the jams for a couple hours drinking some beers it's gonna be a family-friendly event free 7 p.m come hang uh guys i am uh i'm very excited to be back i'm so i'm so pumped that that live music is is a thing again um festivals and tours are being announced um they're seeing it every day uh that riot fest lineup looks dope i mean you got hella mega tours coming um Lollapalooza, you know like bally who's got some shows this summer I mean, it's nuts. We're working on a fall tour right now. There's just so much happening. We're working on music all the time. I got, I got, uh, I got songs for days. We just got to finish them up. And big project coming in the fall that I can't talk about yet. Um, but that's gonna happen. You guys are gonna, you guys are gonna love that. I don't know, man. I'm just excited for everything. Uh, thank you guys for all the support over the years, and uh, especially this past year, man. Holy shit, what a year it's been. But I'm ready to just put the shit behind us and, and move forward. Uh, well, you guys, uh, take care of yourselves. Um, please subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't already, you can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, make sure you hit the YouTube channel. If you're not watching on YouTube right now and hit that subscribe button, uh, smash the like button on this video. Uh, check out my other videos. I doing a bunch of stuff. I got acoustic videos, all kinds of things. Um, 
and uh the youtube memberships is going to happen uh i just gotta stop being lazy and make this intro video before i can launch it they won't let me launch it until i do that um but basically it's gonna be uh you're gonna get loyalty badges and you subscribe every month you can cancel whenever you want there's different tiers and i'm gonna do members only live streams and members only listening parties um you can do there's like uh, custom emojis and things like that um so just a lot of fun i'm trying to build this community here and, and uh, we're on the road to 3k when i actually get to 3k i'm going to do a members only live stream and uh yeah it's, i'm just looking forward to doing that so look for the join button next to the subscribe button on my channel um and uh, i should have that video up soon and i'll be you know turning that on um yeah I, I don't know it's just a way to support people have asked in the past like how what's the best way to support and obviously it's by going to uh easiest thing is you know listening to the music on spotify and apple music and uh streaming the crap out of the songs coming to the shows you know as they're starting to come back buying the merch uh supporting the merch drops um and now these subscription tiers uh are, are another new way for for fans to um to support their favorite creators and uh you know, I'll, I'll be honest, like the subscription model definitely scared me for a long time because I don't like the idea of, of having to make uh, content on a schedule like all the time. Like it scares me because I, I like I want to make sure that I don't want to make content just to make content, you know, just to suffice the, you know, appease the subscribers or you know membership people. But like um, I want it to be fun, you know, so. Uh, I think a lot of it's going to be like um, live stream stuff and, you know, more interactive type of things. Uh, you will get to see uh, my videos before they go live, which is pretty cool. And you'll be able to interact with those comments and such. Um, super chat is still a thing during the live events. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'll be thinking of all kinds of ways. And if you have if you have uh, ideas as well on uh, things that I can do to make this better, uh, to make it more fun, more engaging, I'd love to hear your ideas. Leave them in the comments send me a dm on instagram anything like that uh but yeah i look forward to turning on youtube memberships memberships very soon anyway uh, thank you guys very much and have a wonderful day i gotta get ready for this video shoot and um yeah man take care of yourselves all right peace tales from green room episode number 141 Woo!